You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Welcome to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast, brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras, the number one podcast for bow hunting product information and hunting stories from across the nation. And now, here's your nine-fingered host, Dan Johnson. Happy Monday. It's not Monday. What am I talking about? You know, instead of instead of starting over and redoing this, I'm just going to start over right now. I don't have time. I feel like crap. My allergies are kicking my butt. My son's upstairs crying. But today, we have a kick-ass podcast. We're going to be talking with a scent elimination spray company. And they don't make just scent elimination sprays. Uh, They make other type of scent elimination products as well for the the body, for the laundry, and all that stuff. Um, Today, we're going to be talking with Upwind. And the guy we're going to be talking to... His name is Andy, and he does some of the sales and marketing uh, behind the company. And it's a really cool story of how they started and how they're transitioning from the the medical and health field into the hunting industry. It's kind of a cool story, along with the technology and the uh, science behind their product and why they say it works better than the other scent elimination sprays on the market. Now... The second thing I'm really excited about today is I checked my trail cameras and I had my first velvet buck. Little nubs, but still velvet buck. And I don't know about you guys, but I am jacked this time of year. I absolutely love checking trail cameras. I love watching the deer grow and you know trying to figure out the characteristics as the season progresses. And uh, yeah, that's it. I got a little bit of a... Uh, a sinus infection going on right now, so that sucks. So I'm going to keep this intro short. But before we get into this podcast, we're going to talk with Matt Klein from Exodus Trail Cameras about their five-year warranty. Well, the first thing I'd say about our, you know, our five-year warranty is is that it's not one of those warranties where, unfortunately, like a lot of companies in this industry, in any industry for that matter, you call them up, you know, you have an issue with a product. And you kind of get the runaround about every other, you know, circumstance that could be at fault except for their products. So, you know, so many times I've called other camera companies back when I was using other products and, you know, they try to blame it on batteries or SD cards or give me the runaround about this or that. And, and it got so frustrating after a while that nobody would stand up for their products that that was a big part of what in what went into our five year warranty. You know, our warranty, we like to call it a no BS warranty. So if you call us up at four years and 362 days, we're still going to take care of you no matter what. And that's our guarantee. So one is just having a warranty that actually means something. and isn't just kind of a marketing tool was really big to us. But the reason that we're able to do that is because uh, one, because of our direct to consumer model, which I'm sure we'll talk about more Two would be the fact that we build our products to last and not to just turn around to get you through another year and then you can buy more products. We build them as tools instead of novelty items like a lot of companies unfortunately are still doing. When companies are in these big box retailers, everybody's fighting for the bottom dollar. Everybody wants to try to make a, a profit margin and there's a lot of different people trying to get their money out of, out of these products. So what happens is quality ends up getting driven down. And that's the number one most important thing to us here at Exodus is putting out products that we, we're not going to lose sleep at over at night 
you know, wondering if they're going to stand up to the test of time. And, and that's something we hang our hat on and we're very proud of. If you want to find out more information about Exodus trail cameras, be sure to visit exodusoutdoorgear.com. And now let's get into this week's podcast with Andy from Upwind. All right. On the phone with me now is Andy Gasper from Upwind Odor Elimination. How are you doing today, Andy? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Have you been out turkey hunting yet this year? I have not. I plan on to hopefully in the next week or so. Uh, we had had some cold weather and then the weather just improved in the last week in Ohio. So I know a few guys have been out, but uh, hopefully in the next week. Good, good. How was your how was your uh, deer hunting season last year, 2015? Uh, I think in Ohio it was it was better than the year before. Um, but a lot of guys I know on my around our area were not seeing as many deer as they had in the past. There was kind of a not sure if it's you know in certain areas with a lot of guys are talking about coyotes and and deer herds changing, even our DNR, I think there might be some rules uh, changing for next year in terms of limits and uh, areas. But it was good. I think uh, most guys I know took a a decent buck or a few does, and uh, most guys are trying to kill bucks around here over, you know, 140 or 50 inches or bigger. But uh, for me, I did not take a large buck last year. You know, it's funny, we talk about getting in the hunting industry and thinking we're going to hunt more and (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of been the opposite. You get a lot busier with in season and uh, the business side of things, and you really got to schedule your time to get out and go hunting. That's right. That's uh, not a lot of people. <laughs> not a lot of people realize that. So today we're going to talk a little bit about upwind odor elimination and you guys are a fairly new company i bumped into you guys at the ata show and i i stopped at your booth and had a little bit of a conversation with you guys and it's kind of a a different approach to uh a, a common type of hunting accessory, which I call, you know, the scent elimination sprays and whatnot. So sure. why don't you give us a little, before we get into all the details, why don't you give us a little bit of company background and history of how this whole thing started? And then we can talk a little bit about, um, what makes this product different. Sure. Uh, I mean the, the technology, we use a copper ion based technology, uh, but the, Three Leaf Inc. is owned by Tim and Joe Brandenburg, and uh, part it's kind of built into their family. Their father was a pathologist, and uh, the board that actually still owns the rights to the patents that are still involved with our technology uh, for years, they've been in the health-related industry and ostomy and colostomy care and uh, private labeling for odor elimination you know, significant problems in industrial applications and you know, larger venues where it's really a more the where the technology can be put to use in larger quantities. And um, it's been private labeled, like I said, or it's been licensed in other industries for years. Uh, the hunting side was just something small that we used to use it a lot when we were younger. Cause we're all friends. And for years we had messed around mostly in Ohio and they had put it into not really at a, a very branded level, but, uh, it had been in the hunting level, just kind of a, mostly a local deal. And, uh, after years, we decided to really, you know, put a brand behind it, put a name. We had always used the, the name Upland for years. Um, there's a small story behind that and, um, which is pretty obvious why. And at the end of the day, the, the company has been extremely successful in odor elimination and one of the most aggressive, areas in terms of controlling odors uh, from an industrial standpoint and from a health-related standpoint with the ostomy care. So that's kind of a, a quick note on the success behind what the technology has been working for years. Okay. Now, colostomy uh, care, for those who don't know, we're talking about you know people who aren't able to go to the bathroom and they have to have a bag come out of their stomach, right? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 actually, you know, I look at it um, in terms of we really do help a lot of people deal with their day-to-day life. Um, and that's, again, that's a pri- that's a licensed technology. So we just, we generate the technology and give it to a large company um, that deals with that. And 
you're uh, very right. They, they have a a bag on the outside of their body, and okay. the ostomy device helps helps them um, deal with their day to day issues. And uh, that's where they use a drop deodorizer that use, our technology comes into play to help them get through their day to day. Okay. So does this does this upwind odor elimination? Does it also sanitize, or is it strictly just a deodorant, basically? No, I mean our main our main claims are with de- are eliminating odors and deodorization. Um, you know, there's some other claims that we we don't make just for the very reason of uh, you. To be honest, the costs involved to claim something to be a sanitizer or an you know in that that sense of the word, um, we're we're related in terms of how our copper functions, but we do not make that claim for obvious reasons with the government. Um, but there's no issues when it comes to uh, our money back guarantee on how our product performs. Okay. It's kind of the idea that if you say something's going to kill bacteria 99.9% of the time, there's only specific uh, government regulations that allow you to say that. And uh, we're pretty transparent about, you know, what we try to do with hunters and where our, our, our copper technology has come from and, and what it can or can't do. So, uh, we do not claim that it's it's a, uh, a you know a complete uh, sanitizer or anything like that. Okay, so let's talk about that technology uh, a little bit here. And you guys use the word copper. What did you say? Copper ion? Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So you you use this copper ion. Explain what this copper ion does. And how it's different from the rest of the uh, scent elimination sprays that are that are currently on the market? Yeah, absolutely. So the, it's mo- it's actually called MCC. So it's mono copper citrate. That just means that it's a complex, and there's a copper ion that's a nat- it's a natural copper. So one thing I'd like to point out that we're not really a colloidal. Uh, so silver's big and been around for years, and it's in all kinds of different applications. Most of the silvers are they're, they're, they're colloidal, so you have to, you're dealing with a suspended, um, you know, a metal ion of uh, silver. Where we're different is we're really a copper salt, so we're natural. We come from you know literally from the earth. Uh, it's extremely safe, and the main thing that our copper does is it's it's an oxidation catalyst. So not only does our copper carry you know the the benefits of being safe and safe on your skin and non-irritating, it's non-staining and uh, it's biodegradable and uh, it doesn't leave a residue that's white or slimy or, you know, it doesn't carry an odor. It's completely naturally odorless. What it's going to do is when you apply it through the spray, it's immediate and uh, the reactions are permanent and they accelerate. So the oxygen around the air and from, you know, when you apply it, are going to continuously charge with the copper ion, creating this basically entire uh, area wherever the application's been of consistent, accelerating, odor-removing reactions. Um, the number one method for Mother Nature is oxidation. Um, another you know, way to talk about it in terms of uh, popularity with oxidation, you know, all the O3... And all these new machines, you know, with the uh, ozone machines, even though that technology has been around for quite a long time, uh, it's found its way into hotels and things like that. O3 um, is literally three oxygen molecules. It's very unstable, and it it, uh, oxidizes at a higher level in terms of just providing more oxygen. So if guys are using uh, an ozone machine and they've sprayed our gear our, our uh, upland copper technology on their gear and their clothes, and then they're adding the ozone. Now you've just kind of increased the amount of charge that the oxygen is going to bring to the copper. So it's like supercharging it even more. Um, but you really don't even need it from our perspective, obviously. If you use our copper technology and you spray it down, it's going to continually work to kind of defend, prevent, and eliminate the odors. Um, and we'll claim really, you know, we back it with a money back guarantee on its normal use. Uh, but it's, if you, if you do normal application from our point of view, you're going to get a lot of bang for your buck. Um, 
and reapplying is just common sense. You know, if you feel like you need to clean the clothes and you've been wearing them or hunting them for a day or two, you know, we would say, yeah, get them clean, reapply, and just keep working the system, you know, to get better results. Now, when you say continuously, let's say yeah. I, let's say I'm at my truck, right, and I spray spray my clothes, my camo down before I start walking to my tree stand, and on the way to my tree stand, I start to get a little sweaty, and I, yeah. you know, maybe I did, maybe I didn't take a shower uh, before or after my morning hunt, but you know, I got a, I, you know, I'm I've got a scent to me whether I know it or not, I spray down, um, my clothes and even my hair and skin and hat and all that stuff with this product. And I walk to my stand, I get a little, uh, sweaty. It is this continuous. What kind I, the word continuous to me means I can use it one time and I'm good for the rest of the day. Is there an yeah. asterisk at the end of that sentence or is, or will a hunter no. need to reapply? You know, the reapply thing, again, like we said, it's kind of common sense in how serious you are and how much, you know, did you apply. If you can get um, our suggested use, we think you'll be fine. Some guys, you know, don't have time to take a shower. and We get all that. All we're saying is this, from a an understanding of how that copper ion, once it lands where it needs to be with, and it's it's going to associate and basically shake hands, right? It's going to charge with oxygen. So as long as there's oxygen, it continues to, to, to do exactly that. It does it, you know, it's like shaking hands once with one oxygen molecule and then it does it again. And then, so if any off gassing from yourself as a hunter, well, you know, to maybe get into it a little bit deeper and, you know, what guys think that killing bacteria is the only or the main way to deal with your odors. And it's, completely uh only really part of the solution and it's not even really in our opinion the main part of the solution you know the number one way to get clean with your gear and yourself is to wash your gear you know get clean as best you can if you can take a shower before you hunt and within hours bacteria will start to regenerate you know and multiply obviously if you haven't showered for hours or days um the you know guys get stinky you know i mean you smell it and so we just talk about getting clean, um, you know, trying to kill by spray things that only can kill bacteria and they can't do anything about the odor. It's completely uh, missing a major part of what really gets into the air and alerts, you know, a, a monster buck who's extremely associated with all kinds of odors within his environment, what danger really means to him. So it continually works by the sense that it's not consumed in the reaction. Um, another way to try to bring an explanation to it is that peroxide is an oxidation method, but it, it, get used, it gets used up in the reaction. Uh, so once it's done, it's done. It, it might kill off some bacteria. Um, it might kill off some odor and uh, neutralize an odor molecule, just like our stuff. But once it does its job, it's done. You have to continue to, to apply it or bring more peroxide to the solution, if you will. With us, you don't have to do that. Um, so yeah, you know, here's, I'll take you through the quick steps. Like we said, we integrate our technology, number one, into all our products. So it's in the laundry, uh, with some, obviously some, uh, a, a simple solution that's pH balanced to get rid of the, the trapped odor. So we work our laundry to break down everything, um, that could get trapped into sweat and grime and it gets trapped in those fibers. So once you can break that stuff down and deodorize the actual, um, the material that's being set apart and, you know, cleansed. And the same thing with our body wash. It's very low foaming. We don't want anything that leaves residue. If, you know, if it's not needed, we don't put it in there. I think a lot, there's a lot of ingredients and a lot of, you know, that can, uh, you can't even read all the chemical names. Um, it's kind of, again, that's not us. We're not putting it in there if it doesn't really need to be in there. Um, we're not in there because we don't, number one, we don't need it. Um, so once you're clean and then you, and you clean your gear, you would spray everything down. You know, you can go inside, outside, whatever. You just give it a nice liberal coverage spray. We would prefer that you air dry it, especially like if you're in deer camp, let it air dry in the natural air, uh, as long as there's nothing trying to contaminate. Um, but it really won't harm, you know, hanging it up in the, you know, when you're in between the hunts, uh, you can use a dryer. 
and then do a light spray and uh, put it in the dryer too. And then you can spray down, you know, a little bit before you go out and hunt. You know, there's really no need to soak yourself with right before you go hunting. Um, we just call it like recharging. You spray the, the feet, the groin area, maybe the hat and uh, the hands and the armpits where you know you're going to have, obviously, your, your main odor problem areas. Duck, the, again, those copper ions have already attacked anything that's in that on that clothing. It's going to attack any kind of odor molecule to get rid of it. Once you start sweating, like you mentioned, if you're sweating a lot, uh, the sweat really is not the issue, and I think a lot of guys know that now if, they, if they're really in the scent control. It's pretty much an odorless substance for the most part, at least to humans. Um, and they've done testing saying that it's pretty much odorless and about one to 2% of that sweat has, you know, uh, it has fats and proteins and sugars that are, get really sure. Well, that's what the bacteria feed on. Well, the bacteria are, are on your skin and they're in, within your glands, within your body. So just by having something that may help kill bacteria on the outside of your clothing, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, it's not really, if it doesn't touch the bacteria enough, it's not going to kill the bacteria anyway. So really, you're off-gassing. So if it's not doing anything to react with the, the actual molecules that are odors, you're you're really just trying to slow down any bacterial growth that could cause an odor on your clothing. Our copper technology is going to literally mix with the oxygen as a defensive layer, and it will prevent you from off-gassing. So when the bacteria off-gas and they feed on the sweat, and they begin to cause odors, you can go to a cleanup method. You know, if you hiked in for two hours and you're Western hunting or whatever, a lot of guys will try to clean up when they get there for that very reason, and it's smart. You know, right before they hunt, they spray down a little bit more, and as they cool off and dry off, you know, you can slow that process down. So for the most part, staying dry uh, inside out or underneath the clothing is a major defense and part of the solution to not cause odors. Um, Adding something that actually eliminates and continues, you know, wherever you've applied it to help eliminate those odors. The actual odor itself is the main concern in our in our eyes. You know, being antimicrobial or getting things clean is just, you know, another part of it. I don't know if, if that covers most right. of your questions. So breaking it down to the most common denominator that we can talk about here, it, I use your product. I spray it on my clothes or on my hands or, you know, hair and whatnot, if there is an odor molecule, that odor molecule will somehow combine with the, or will sometime, will somehow be eliminated by this copper ion that is being activated by the oxygen around it, correct? You got it. Okay. All right. So there's that. It. There's that. Now, that's kind of a little different than what else is on the market? Why don't you, I mean, you guys have to know your competition. What, what's on the market today and are their claims really valid? Uh, well, first, I mean, I'm not going to, you, you don't know, have to name names. You know? Yeah. Of what they're going to claim. Cause we're just focused on ourselves and what we do. Well, but I mean, yeah, there's really only a few things uh, or categories. There's, uh, what we would call cover scent uh, or another odor that you're going to add to the situation to so-called cover or hide yourself in your odor, which to me, it's not necessarily a bad way to go as long as it's natural. I mean, I'm going to talk from our perspective and what we believe in. Obviously, everybody in this in this industry is going to have a little different opinion, and that's fine. I think, you know, every whatever floats your boat in a sense, and if, you know, you can get great results. Uh, with differences, but we believe in being natural. So we don't want to add any, anything that's a fragrance. A fragrance is a synthetic odor. Uh, so perfume, you know, a lot of dirt smelling odors, they don't, they're not real, um, in the sense that they're natural. So, you know, a pine needle, a pine cone and sage and, uh, actual dirt, um, you know, you're out in the environment. If you're taking something and rubbing it on your clothes or rub, that absolutely can be effective. Um, it can, you know, you're basically trying to overpower one odor with another and slow down, you know, the defense of the big buck, you know, his nose, but he's going to find it. You know what I mean? You're just talking about slowing it down. So is that the first way to go about it? Um, from a scientific standpoint, probably not, but you know, 
if I was to use a cover scent, uh, I would use something natural depending on where I'm hunting. Number one, I don't want to bring something, you know, if I'm hunting in the northeast or the east or the midwest versus the midwest and, and the actual west or the south, the surroundings are different, you know. Uh, like, again, pine versus sage is probably the best comparison here. You know, if you're not hunting in pines, I'm not saying pine would actually alert, you know, a deer, but I'm going to keep it to whatever's in my area. Um, and I'm going to try to keep it natural. So we're not going to add any uh, unnatural or synthetic covers um, for the most part. That's just not uh, what we want to believe in or we do believe in. Uh, the next one would be some kind of chemical. Uh, you're getting into peroxides, chlorine dioxide, the things that have been used in the past. Triclosan is an, uh, another antimicrobial, which is now being banned. Uh, by a lot of big companies and other industries because, um, you know, it has a lot of dangers. It's been put on, like, the cancer list saying that it can get into your body if you use it. So anything that used to say antimicrobial, a lot of it was triclosan. Uh, so it's it's a, it's a bacterial side or an, or an antimicrobial that can be pretty aggressive. And it's kind of that deal, like, if it's not that safe to put on your skin consistent or your skin uh, consistently, then, you know, do you, do you need it? Um, well, anyways, that's being banned by just about anyone who's used it in the past is now saying, no, we're not going to use it. They're looking for alternatives. Um, and they've realized that, again, dealing with bacterial issues um, from a chemical standpoint, a lot of times the chemicals are just extremely aggressive. They can carry their own odor that you might smell and definitely a deer would sell Clorox bleach. Um, variations of it would probably be your best example there. You can smell bleach. It smells horrible. Um, yeah. It's great for, for disinfecting, you know, your floor, um, you know, diluting it with water. I don't know if I'd spray it. Obviously, you're not going to spray it on your clothes, get it on your skin. Um, so when you're getting into the chemicals, again, we don't, you don't really need, I'm not saying that they can't be um, used with other products, but we're just, again, we don't need it because our copper does such a great job and uh, it's safe in terms of skin touch, and uh, it's been patented for actually, we actually have a patent for biocompatibility um, in terms of being a deodorizer and uh, touching the skin and being around, you know, humans. So the next one would be some kind of enzyme. Um, there's all kinds of enzymes. Enzymes are actually pretty good if you have enough of them, and, but there's a lot of things that can go wrong with enzymes. Uh, and a lot of things that they don't talk about. So enzymes can be temperature. Uh, they can have issues with temperature stability, um, you know, shelf life or long-term stability. So, you know, they, I know that they can stabilize them sometimes, but I think that's, that's more marketing in my opinion um, than anything. And, you know, usually it's, I think, around a year. Um, but they can create their own odor themselves in laundry when they add them to laundry detergents and things if they sit too long or they destabilize. Um, and again, we're not saying that enzymes don't work because they do. But there's things that work better like our copper ion because we, we, we're biodegradable and we're copper salt, but at the same time, we can claim pretty much an unlimited shelf life because the copper is odorless. It doesn't break down in the sense that it's alive or um, a lot of people think enzymes are alive and they're not really alive. They're just, they're a catalyst, just like our copper is a catalyst for oxygen. They're a catalyst to try to neutralize or, uh, bond with, you know, bacterial and odors and different odors and they can work. But again, they can be, they work slower, uh, as another drawback and their temperature is a, uh, can be a big issue. Um, the biggest point there would be is most guys hunting in the rut, it's cold. And most of the time enzymes, if it's too cold, they're going to basically deactivate, if you will, or they're going to slow down um, from, you know, in terms of what we understand with how enzymes relate to odor elimination. And they can take too long. Um, so depending on if they stabilize the enzyme and all those things, so because we've looked at, you know, should we or should we not use an enzyme to help our formula and to when we did our testing and we're talking over 15 to 20 years ago, uh, we beat enzymes in test after test um, in terms of speed and longevity and shelf life and cost effectiveness. Um, and then the, the last one, again, we kind of talked about was some kind of silver and there's all kinds of silvers out there. 
these colloidal silvers and their main uh, deal is usually to go after uh, bacteria and, and kill bacteria. And if you can kill off some of the bacteria, then, you know, you can slow down the production of odors if it's a bacterial odor. But then again, not all odors are bacterial, um, which is where an enzyme is better and a copper ion is even better uh, because we're going to catalyze in terms of oxidation. We're going to be safe and effective. We're going to speed things up. And, uh, you know, you can still reapply and, and charge everything that's already active there. So there's so many pluses to use our technology um, along with the safety and being odorless so that if a guy wants to, again, apply, apply the copper uh, technology and then he still wants to throw in a natural cover scent, um, you know, he can do that and, and, and kind of get the best of both worlds. And we still stick with, again, getting clean to deal with the bacteria. Uh, within a certain time frame is your best option. Um, we'll back that up simply is again, triclosan was ban- is being banned uh, in certain states and, and for certain reasons, or you have to claim, you know, hey, we've got triclosan on our product. People need to understand uh, the dangers or the possible dangers associated with it. Uh, and they've come back saying that, you know, bacteria are, you know, are getting smarter in terms of how they evolve. They're resistant to certain chemical natures, and it's really not a good thing for public safety. So anything that's used too much, you don't, you know, we don't want bacterial strains uh, evolving so that nothing can kill them. Um, I think that that kind of leans into the triclosan area. Another reason, but it was, you know, when you look up the research, but when you come back to what they said was just soap, you know, a simple soap and cleaning your hands was more effective and we don't have, uh, you know, at just physical rub your hands together with soap and hot water for 20 seconds. You know, I mean, you get better results at cleaning your hands than trying to worry about something uh, that's a, you know, a harmful chemical. Um, So anyways, as you break down kind of those areas, we feel that there's always one reason why we're, we're better. Uh, you know, whether it's the speed of the reaction, if it's per, you know, how fast it starts, if it continues to work. Um, and we do all those things. Uh, we're not affected by heat or cold. If the bottle was to freeze because it's a water-based spray, you just unthaw it, spray it, and you're fine. You're 100% effective. Um, you know, that's not the same when it comes to enzymes a lot of the time. And again, if it's a chemical, I want to know what it is and if it's safe and if it's going to irritate my skin and, and deal with those things. And if you're only going to kill off bacteria, um, good luck yeah, because the bacteria can regenerate fast. And uh, even though you've sprayed it, like I said, on the outside of your clothing, the bacteria that are causing the odors are on your skin. Uh, they're in your armpit. You know what I mean? They're in your glands. They're, they're in your body. And, and it's just like a lot of guys understand that breathing is a major part of your odor source when you're sitting in the deer stand. So, you know, you can go as far as to know, like, man, what have I eaten? And, um, you know, deodorizing, brushing your teeth, trying to get your mouth, obviously, deodorized just by, you know, brushing your teeth and uh, keeping that odor down. It's definitely helpful, but that's why I think we've realized over the years that nothing's 100%, but... You can create a system and, you know, and lower your chances of being busted tremendously. And uh, that's all we're saying, I think, in terms of what we can do for the hunter. Gotcha. Now, I know um, I'm a huge advocate. Now, I'll be I'll be honest with you. I don't use a lot of these these scent elimination sprays. I I have I use an ozonics and I'll use um, some uh, nose jammer to spray on my boots when I walk into the timber, those and, and keeping a fairly clean clothes, you know, um, nothing too crazy, but I'm a huge believer that a majority of the scent that comes from a hunter, and this is just my opinion. I don't have any scientific facts to back this up, but, um, uh, a huge majority of the scent that comes off of a hunter is their mouth. So, with me saying that, I don't feel that like a carbon suit would work. I don't feel that um, even, you know, even in Ozonics or uh, even in Ozonics or um, or 
uh, nose jammer would work a hundred percent of the time. You know, like you said, nothing's a hundred percent, but you guys offer, uh, you guys offer kind of like a mouth spray. Elaborate on that just a little bit. Yeah, it's actually a foam. And again, it, it uses one of our formulations. Um, it's actually a copper zinc formulation, um, that was under another one of our patents years ago. And, and that we actually, I do have a toothpaste too. We just haven't brought that to the market yet. Um, and there's a lot of testing that we've done, um, in terms of that, and it's going to deodorize your mouth instantly. I don't know if you've got a chance to try it yet, but it's just a pump foam. Uh, it's a liquid in the bottle and, you know, you could actually, you know, swish around like a typical mouthwash. We tested the foam and, uh, guys liked it and uh, they've had that, I don't know, and another line that we have for years and had good responses with it. You just, it's just like a mouthwash. You, a couple of pumps, you swish the foam around, uh, you spit it out, and within seconds, you can go from coffee breath, smoker's breath, you know, just ate my breakfast breath, or all three, and absolutely deodorize your mouth um, more than you can probably imagine, which is obviously as the air passes through your mouth. You're just at, you know, the bacterial odors that are in your mouth or from whatever food you've eaten uh, and decrease, you know, that as low as you possibly can. You know, obviously, I would suggest brushing your teeth, um, you know, in the morning, just like anybody typically would uh, to get that done. But then you start eating and snacking and guys are worrying about it. So, yeah, it works. It's really, really, really fast. Uh, And guys tend to love that product. They get kind of addicted to it. just sticking it in their pocket, you know what I mean? Through work, after lunch, whatever. But it's a really good product and uh, it does a great job. So my next question is how, from a, from a looking to the future uh, type scenario, what other products are you guys, I know you mentioned uh, tooth, you know, toothpaste could be uh, potentially coming out for you guys. What other products um, are out there that you guys might be releasing soon. And can you talk to about anything, you know, anything that is new or breakthrough ish, I guess you'd say. Yeah, I think from a product standpoint, we definitely have a toothpaste. Uh, again, we just haven't brought it to market. Uh, We have another, um, another industry where we've sold the toothpaste with the mouth foam. So yeah, that could come within the next year. Um, we also have worked on the typical bar soap. We've tried to go back to a really good, simple bar soap and integrate our technology. Uh, so we've played around with that. I think a lot of guys still want a bar soap versus the liquid. Um, we've also looked at a deodorant, um, not an antiperspirant. Um, you know, anti, we're not saying antiperspirants don't work. Obviously, they do. Um, they try to stop the sweat. So the aluminum is the issue for us. Um, you know, it's kind of where you're on the line. A lot of people, uh, think that aluminum is bad for you in terms of how it, um, it's used as an antiperspirant, but we're, we've tested, uh, two or three different, uh, formulations and we've gotten really, really close, uh, with our technology for deodorant that's, um, odorless, uh, non-irritating, uh, in any way and can last, you know, long enough for, you know, an eight to 12 hour day, if you will. So we're looking at really trying to push that piece. Um, and then our concentrate, we are, we do have it. It's already on the market in a little two ounce concentrate, but we're working on some things, um, more with packaging and, and making things, uh, more valuable to the hunter and how we can get our uh, concentrate involved. And, uh, I hope that happens, um, and gets integrated for this year or for next year. But um, just so people understand, we can concentrate our, our, our technology. So our two-ounce concentrate makes 32 ounces. So you can buy a little two-ounce bottle uh, that we have, and we just call it our super concentrate. And, you know, you dump it in a bottle, you add water, and it could be tap water, uh, any kind of filtered water. It could be even creek water, as long as it's not stagnant or nasty water. Uh, it's going to work just fine. You don't even really need to shake it up uh, that much. Just a couple, you know, couple shakes, and you're good to go. And you don't have to reshake it after that. And uh, that way, you've got basically 32 ounces in your pocket. If you've got an empty spray bottle and you've got a creek nearby or a little bit of water, you can, uh, you know, especially guys in the western and the hiking deal, 
So we're trying to work on some new methods with that to make that uh, just a, a bigger part of what we're doing or a bigger part of our line. I gotcha. Now, this is just me thinking out loud here, but you know, the, the old saying, you are what you eat. Do you, do you think that there will ever be some kind of supplement or something that a person could digest or swallow that would allow them to smell different, meaning no odor? I mean, this is a, this is a completely natural, what you guys are selling is completely natural. So, I mean, I could drink it, right? I mean, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get sick or poisoned if I, if I drink the whole mouth spray bottle. Well, the, it's not this this formula for the spray and obviously the laundries and things that have surfactants in them is not designed to be to drink, but we're safe in terms of we're a copper two ion. So there's like I said, there's a big difference um, between colloidals and the size of a particle uh, filtering through your body. And uh, so no, I want to be clear that yeah, you're not supposed to drink our copper because it is a decent amount of copper in the bottle and. Again, to be straight ahead, you know, and transparent, a lot of things can become toxic. I mean, vitamin A can become toxic if you had too much of it. Um, and that's the truth. Anything could be vitamin C if you were to take too much um, can be toxic. You know, there's just too much of anything. So uh, it's definitely not designed to drink. The formula for the mouth foam is definitely different. Um, you're not going to taste it, but in essence, if you were to try to spray the foam or the spray in your mouth, you would, it'd be a mouthful of pennies. It's not going to be pleasant in terms of taste. Um, we've had guys try it, but it's, it's pretty much harmless in the sense, um, used by, by its directions. But in terms of what you said of trying to deodorize your body internally, um, you never know. Um, I know there's some, you know, simple, ways to really do that already and then i've looked at i think guys have used chlorophyll which is just a natural way to help i think try to deodorize and detoxify what's in in your stomach and your intestines and your body i mean by limiting what you eat on one end or choosing to to eat uh you know things that don't disagree with you um you know let's just use garlic for example you know what i mean you're dealing with a serious odorous you know and once it get in your body, you know, it's, it's coming out one way or the other. And a lot of times, you know, it's, it's nasty stuff. So I think just by eating specific things or choosing not to eat other things, you can probably go in that direction that you're talking about. Um, I've never tried the chlorophyll, you know. Um, I know that something could be going in that direction. I mean, it, you never say never with, you know, technology, I guess. Right. Um, I'm, the one thing I would say is a probiotic. Um, you know, I've been a strength coach for years, um, and what I do, and, and I so I know a little bit about nutrition uh, from my college and my degree. But guys, if you take pro, if you take a typical like a high end probiotic every day and you eat healthy, if you will, that helps balance out kind of the the good bacteria with the bad bacteria in your gut, and you know, you in essence, you you know. It's just one tip that may work and help guys, uh, you know, to hate today. If you're gassy or you're bloated, uh, you're probably eating the wrong foods or, you know what I mean? You probably got a bad diet yep. and, uh, you shouldn't feel that way. And a lot of times you guys get leaky gut and all those things. And, uh, that's where taking probiotics can be a, a good choice for guys to increase their health and balance things out. Um, so, I mean, I believe in it. I mean, I just, I wouldn't, if I know I'm going to be in deer camp, um, I'm probably not going to be, you know, eating really nasty stuff and, uh, you know, so I can hopefully, you know, knock it down and, and be not as odorous, if you will. Right. I tell you what, I, I talked to a guy, oh, this was several, several years ago at a trade show, and he told me that, you know, if you eat a hamburger, your skin will be greasy or, you know. So, you know, like you mentioned, garlic and you'll have bad breath. So he tells me that when it comes to maybe a month before hunting season, he detoxifies his body and he Absolutely. only he only eats vegetables and drinks a ton of water to 
to like basically cycle out his system. So he doesn't smell like maybe he, he feels that he may not smell like a predator if he's only eating things that prey would eat, so to speak, like, you know, deer food. So I always, I always thought that that kind of interesting, but I will say what I, what I did notice, and I'm, I'm kind of keen on the slight differences and, you know, with this, with this podcast and going to the ATA shows and stuff like that, you get a look and see and smell and, you know, put your hands on a lot of products. And when I stopped at your guys's eight, your booth, and you said, smell this and you opened the lid and, and I smelled it. And I thought it was an empty bottle cause there was, there was no smell to the product. And then I went over to a different scent elimination spray booth and I opened it up and I smelled their stuff and there was definitely a smell to it. And that just kind of was like, I'm like, okay, you guys got to come on the show and you got to tell your story because that right there sold me on how your product could potentially be different. Yeah. I mean, and who's to know what's in there? Like I said, there's chemicals and surfactants and different things that can cause uh, an odor signature um, at the human level, you know, and even, even us, we all have different um, abilities to smell things in the air. And, you know, one guy might have just, you know, a better nose for things like a guy who smells wine for a living is going to have an unbelievable nose. He's going to be able to detect things that, and you know, a normal guy was like, yeah, I can't smell that. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, the same thing's happening, you know, from a young buck to a young doe to a mature doe who's, you know, five years old to the seven and a half year old, you know, monster that has associated and, and lives through missed shots. And, you know, he knows um, a lot more in terms of his association of smelling things that are either not natural, not typically there, or definitely he's already connected that that's danger you know, or the amount of the odor. So, you know, to be, I guess, extreme about it, don't use or bring anything and add anything to it that could, you know, somehow alert the the presence of you. It may not even spook them, but it's about, you know, are they alert that you were there or that you are here? You know what I mean? Or once they do associate it with you and then you continue to add it to your, your regimen and your system and it's like leaving a a trail you know right. i that's why i'm I, i'm not really a big fan of of overusing any kind of scent or or uh, even a synthetic fragrance of any kind uh just keep it simple you know i don't want him to know i was there on my entrance and my exit and i don't want him to know when i am there obviously and i think a lot of guys maybe take that for granted um you know, the people that have used and the guys that believe in our product, um, the, the first thing we usually hear, it's not always, hey, I killed a big deer because I used up one. It's happened. Everybody's, you know, killed big deer, or a lot of guys have killed big deer, whether they've used one product or a new suit or this or that. So there's so many things. But the one thing we always hear is I see more deer. I see more animals. I've seen more deer using your stuff this season than I have before I get huge difference or, you know, and a lot of guys say, you know, they've got all these tactics. Um, and I'm talking about the average Joe, like, Hey, you got to enter from the Northeast side or the South side. They may not have that option. That's reality. Like I know guys that got small farms to hunt. Um, there's only one or two good ways to get, you know, get into the fields or work around and, and, and work the downwind side, if you will, so that you can face and hunt up wind in, in terms of how we talk about, hunting up wind um, as our slogan, that's really what we mean, is you're usually going to put your face into the wind. Um, and you're going to hunt upwind. And even when you set your you know, your sets and your stands, that's the direction typically you're going to look. It just never happens that way, 100%, even though we like to think it does. Um, and you don't hunt that area. Well, not everybody has that that uh, that uh, option. You know, I've got, I know uh, one of our pros and uh, Missouri hunts in a bowl kind of area. It's his main area. He waits to, to go in there during the rut and sets cameras up on the perimeter. But he said, eventually I go in, I, I go in and he, he, he used our stuff for the first time last year. And he said, we used to get busted um, more. We did in the past, if you will, simply than we did this year. And he said, I didn't get busted once. And 
we know our product worked. It's been patented um, for multiple reasons, or um, from biocompatible deodorization uh, just to its effectiveness and all those things. But at the end of the day, that's the key. The more deer you see, and the lower the pressure the deer feel, whether you're you're increasing your hunting uh, pressure or not, you know, um, physically by choosing not to hunt those areas till the time is right, it's definitely part of the the system if you're studying and you understand, you know, but you're also saying, hey, don't go doing what you love to do when you finally get a chance to go do it. And so I, we just look at it from the average hunter side that when they say, I've seen more deer, uh, they've been downwind. I've been upwind of them numerous times. I haven't been busted yet. Uh, the wind was swirling. The wind was changing. I've only, you know, I only had one chance to hunt for this week every year, you know, they're going to go, you know, they're going to, they're going to move where they can, but they're going to go. So to us, that there's more reality in, in that than just always saying, um, you know, never hunt that stand, you know, you know, maybe for the pro hunter that's doing it for a living, you know what I mean? He's got more hunts. He's got more time. And that's his focus for the guy that gets to hunt five to 10 days out of the year. Uh, because he has to take vacation. It's like, man, go after and do everything you can and set up your best scenario. But if you got, you know, you, you can't kill a deer if you're not out there. And uh, I've yet to call a big buck and the very few that I've had a chance to either miss and the few that I have killed in the 140s uh, or 150s even. And you call him in and you don't know, you know, obviously depending on where he's at, you want, to, you want him to quarter in the right direction. So the timing of the call Again, it's part of the system of not getting um, him in, in between you and the wind in the wrong direction. But nine times out of ten, they're circling. That's what they're going to do. So once you call him in, he's coming in, you know, and depending on the situation. And if you haven't done anything to get your scent, we talk about scent identity, to get your identity to disappear as much as possible uh, so that the threat is as low as possible. Um, which is like obviously a guy who hasn't showered in three days standing one foot from you versus the guy that just took a shower and standing right next to you. That's pretty obvious which one, you know, you're going to move away from. Um, and so, you know, I think a lot of guys talk about it on the forums. It's really about how much do you smell of something and is that danger to the deer? And obviously if they get a strong, solid whiff of your odor and whatever you've brought in it, it gives them like nose up in the air and they, they leave that field, then obviously you need to change something. But if they, even if they lift their head and nothing happens and they don't bust out, they might get a little weary. That's what we hear a lot about. Guys saying, man, I thought I was going to get busted and I didn't. I ended up killing this doe or that deer. So, you know, we money back guarantee it for that very reason to, to let guys know that we mean business and that you should try it and really trust it. And if you apply it, you're going to see a difference. And that's what we hear the most about. So if I follow the instructions on your guys's uh, field spray and your, any one of your products, and I climb up into the tree stand and a doe busts me from like 20 yards down the, you know, down the uh, upwind of me, you guys will refund the money that I paid for your product. Correct. Yeah, I mean, our money-back guarantee is simple, but, you know, we want you to prove that you had the purchase in, in terms of having a receipt. we got to protect our right. business. No, but right, right. We've, we've, yeah, we've truly limited. We're going to want to talk to you and what's your story, what happened, um, you know, how much did you really use it? And, you know, we've been doing it for over two years in this industry, and we have yet to have um, one person really call back and say exactly that, that I don't believe in your product. It's always been the opposite. You know, I would think most guys are honest and true. They know that it's a, it's an area in that for years, it's kind of that area where guys think about it. Like you've even talked about, you do use some things, uh, you use ozone. Um, ozone definitely works. It's oxidation, similar, same theory in terms of how our copper works. Uh, just a big difference in cost. You know what I mean? And, uh, getting to controlling the ozone and keeping it uh, within your wind, we believe, is it's a little far-fetched, but it definitely works. It has its applications. Um, but getting to and from your stand, I know they have like a mobile unit now. You know what I mean? And all those 
things. If you do what we say, yeah, we think you'll see great results and you will not uh, do anything but probably call us back saying, hey, it's a great product and give us your story. You know, but yeah, we, we'll, we'll honor it. You know, if you call us and you are not happy and you can prove that you have the receipt uh, and you want to send it back, then send it back. So again, we we haven't had that happen. Well, that's pretty. Sounds pretty simple, pretty cut and dry to me. I tell you what, Andy, I really appreciate you taking time to come on the show and talk about the products. Um, if people want to find out more about Upwind, where should we send them? Uh, our web address is huntupwind.com so www.huntupwind.com and then we I just wanted to mention that we will hopefully within a week or two we're launching an entirely new system um, a new website uh, a brand new uh, direct to consumer program uh, that starts with our field staff uh, moves into our pro staff and moves into a new sponsored pros program and we don't care if you're on TV or not um, a sponsor pro to us is someone who uses our product, believes in our product, um, helps us obviously get our product, market our product, and promote our product uh, just by word of mouth or through social media or whatever activities they may uh, have going on if they are involved in the industry um, more than the average guy. But we're looking to build our field staff and uh, and our pros and our sponsor pros. And just to get into it, there's going to be a lot of giveaways. There's going to be a lot of options get sponsored there's going to be an annual uh, kind of like um, marketing and promotional campaign related to getting guys to use our products a lot of discounts a lot of discounts uh, really easy stuff uh, we're kind of uh, we've been working on it. it took longer than we thought but we're really excited so in the next week or two hopefully uh, it'll be launched we'll start trying to promote it uh, so definitely check it out and uh our field staff to us, again, is anybody who's willing to apply. It's a very simple application. Um, we're going to try not to turn anybody away. And you can get some serious discounts and uh, gear and get entered to win all the things we're going to have going on uh, with the program. Each year, it's going to be kind of an annual system. It's more of, a, again, a direct-to-consumer deal to get our product moving and out there more than it has in the last two years. And uh, so far, we've had a lot of guys interested in it. We're excited about it. So are you guys currently uh, direct-to-consumer only? Are you in any retail stores? Uh, we are. We are in some. We do have dealers. Uh, most of our dealers, are, again, are I guess are private, smaller guys or uh, medium, you know, more privately. And we're definitely not in any big box stores or uh, retail chains yet. Um to be honest, I think, you know, a lot of guys, that's a tough, tough game. They want you to spend a lot of money. Um, we understand that game. Uh, we're patient. We just want to get the product in the hands of the hunter. And um, so as we, we each year, we've added more dealers and pros. And to be honest, most of those guys have come from by using our product. Uh, Perfect. Added, you know, one last year, there's a small shop in Kentucky, for example. Uh, he had been hunting a buck for, what, two years? Uh, they called him Houdini for a reason. Uh, they missed him. They had seen him in two years. He started using upwind, and he killed him three weeks later. It was a 160-inch eight-point. He called me up directly going, yeah, I'm definitely going to sell your product. And that's kind of what we're after in terms of building our field staff. So anybody, since we're not in the major box stores, we're going to push uh, for online sales, and we're going to do what we can to help guys get uh, more value if they're looking for a discount and to try a new product and have a chance to basically be sponsored. I mean, we'll sponsor anybody based on the system that we've devised. Uh, it's a, there is a point system devised to it. And if you engage it, the average Joe by the end of the year could pop, could get a sponsorship offer from us at some level, which might be free products. It could be uh, gear, could be prizes and things, other things that we offer from other hunting companies. Um, or you could just get a great discount and, uh, and embrace the program on the low end and uh, go from there, you know, and, and, and be competitive in terms of, hey, it's, it's a better price, it's a better product. So we're definitely going to open it up. And uh, I think it's going to help us get to a lot more of the pro dealers that we want to really do business with anyways. Nice. Well, that leaves, uh, you know, guys to get an opportunity to uh... – get in and use your products. 
Right. Well, I tell you what, thanks again for uh, coming on the show. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, man, it was a good time. I appreciate it anytime. And cut. So there we go. We're done with this week's podcast. Upwind has decided to take part in this week's giveaway, and they are going to be giving away a Super Slam six-pack, and I believe that's some of their scent elimination spray and some of their other products. Um, How to win. You need to share the Facebook post that mentions this podcast. Then you need to go to Upwind's Facebook page, and you need to like and well like their page or do something but you need to comment nine fingers sent me and what that'll do i'll check both places and uh, that enters you into the drawing other than that hopefully you guys have a great rest of your week let's coast into the uh coast into friday and uh there should be one more podcast coming this week other than that hopefully you guys have a great week and i'm talking over myself again which gets boring really is unprofessional but that's it this podcast is over (laughs) and remember to wear your damn safety harness